Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and also founder of Next Steps for Seniors Foundation, which is a nonprofit helping low-income seniors. But our program today is really designed to walk you through life. You know, as we age, so many things happen in our lives, and I really want us to be better prepared. You know, it's knowledge is power. And each and every week, we bring a different topic to you. This is the first Sunday and Saturday, first weekend of the month. And my goal the first weekend of every month is to circle back on existence, why we're here, what our purpose is, and how we can make the best out of this life that we're in. We have had crazy, crazy times these last few years. And so the topic this week is called love over all. And when I say love over all, love kind of trumps everything in life. And in a world where we're confused and we're wondering what truth really is, I just feel it's an important time to talk about love. And my guest today in the studio is Pastor Timothy Helland, who has a passion for people and a passion for doing the right thing mm-hmm. and being biblical and following Christ. Good morning, Timothy. How good are morning. you? Oh, good. So <laughs> good to be in this warm office. <laughs> yes. So here we are. And, and the reality is, you know, listeners, let, let's just look at the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is life is crazy right now. Mm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of diversity. Um, there's a lot of division, I should say. There's yeah. diversity too, but there's division in our country, in our community, in our state. And so we truly want to, you know, take a step and say, what can we do about that? Well, and I think, you know, whether it's Freudian or not, diversity and division go hand in hand. And so as, as, as you were opening this up, the very first segment that we did, we were talking about the importance of love and how Paul says, you know, these three things remain faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. And in, in overcoming diversity or excuse me, division, not Freudian, not Freudian. (laughs) Well, but in, in overcoming in particular division, we have to learn how to deal with diversity and, and, you know, circling back like you were doing in order to 
ascertain or how to or getting to the place where we can uh, effectively function in this world with the greatest amount of effectiveness, I believe we need to be led biblically. And so we're we're in in the fifth segment of this of this series, and we're now the next few segments, the last segment, this segment, and two more after this. We're going to be pulling everything out of the book of Romans. And mm-hmm. you go to Romans 12, and I believe it's between verses 9 and 16. I'm going to stop you right there just for one second. So in my spirit right now, I just want to say this, listeners. God, when God created man, okay, he created us in his image. There is no other image. It Nothing else matters except that God created us. We are all unique. We are all different. It doesn't matter our skin color. It doesn't matter our hair, our eye color, our cultural background. This stuff, none of this is important to God. Mm-mm. None of it. We've created that. We've created that. And so, you know, that's why, you know, I do believe that God is, like you just said, they're intertwined. And we, the people, need to bring it back together. And the only way to do it is through the Bible. And the best way is the book of Romans. So I'm going to let you take it away from there. (laughs) Well, I think think when it comes to understanding how to live this life as as a, you know, a... uh, a New Testament Christian. So when I say New Testament, for those who, who aren't real familiar, the Bible is really split into two two sections. They're not halves, but they're two sections. And so you have the Old Testament and you have the New Testament. The New Testament is all the writings after the advent or the first appearing of Christ. And so as Paul is, is, is writing all of these different letters, he writes a letter called... We call it the Book of Romans, and he's writing to all the believers in the in the empire in the world, really. So, and in particular in Rome, because he's he knows he wants to go there. He wants to really reach Rome. He wants to reach that power seat of the world. So he writes this book called the Book of Romans, and I call it the the Magna Carta of Christianity because here you have a document that really lays out how to do it effectively, how to do it right. This is, this is, it, you know, um, it gives a great, it's, it's got lots of lists in it and it's a beautiful writing. It's heartfelt. It's definitely God inspired. I mean, you get to verse chapter 12 and you go from verses nine to 16. He gives us like, it's like a recipe for love. And it's not the love is, this isn't a recipe for finding a mate or for getting married. Then that's not what it's all about. It's about how do we effectively show God's love to the world? So in the last segment, we did the first four parts. Today, we're going to start at verse 11. And and the next part in this recipe is he says, um, he says, if you read it from the, the NIV, I believe he says, do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. And to me, what this says is love lives with enthusiasm. And so there has to be a, a, a heartfelt expression of the love that we've received from God that we now project into the rest of the world. And I believe one of the reasons we can do this is because we have this 4,000-year-old document called the Bible that is filled with these truths, 
and, and you have God pointing forward saying, here's what I'm, I'm going to do. And as you come through, you know, in, in particular, the last 3,000 years, you come from David forward, you see uh, fulfillment after fulfillment after fulfillment of all the things God said he was going to do that he did. The high point is sending his son, Jesus Christ, who died, redeemed us, and resurrected. These are, these are truths. Paul talks about them. This truth should be something that, that, that propels us in life to live with joy, with, with expressive joy. We, we, and when I say enthusiasm, I'm not talking about the enthusiasm that you would show at you know, a basketball game or a hockey game, whatever, which, which that's a form of enthusiasm, but it's, it's short-lived. This enthusiasm, it, it should be, we should be able to, to work at, at showing Christ's love as hard as we work at work. Which Harder, means, actually, but yes. <laughs> absolutely, thank you. <laughs> but, but how many of us think about our, our mission to be great Christians as often as we think of our careers? And, and, it, and you're right, it should eclipse it. It should, it should be a part of our career. It should be a part of everything we do. And so as we're coming through this chapter and we get to this, this um, sentence in verse 11 where, where Paul says, never lag. He's, he doesn't use the term lack. He says, don't fall behind in your zeal. So one of the things he's saying is, once you've received Christ, there should be no question that there's a zeal in you. You should be excited. You should be, it should change the way you see the world. But he's saying, don't lag. And one of the things that causes us to lag is what we, we opened with. There's so much going on in the world that if we focus on all the things that are happening, we, we, we can be brought We're down. We're distracted. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it begins to temper the zeal because, you know, I, I did a, a series and it was, you know, um, you know, wait, what? That was the series. I, you know, another one I did was, you got to be kidding me. And, and we go through life and things happen and we're thinking, wait, I thought God was in control. Well, number one, he is. But we can't let the distractions in life cause us to lag in our zeal. So, so I believe that it's so important for us to keep that out front. And every morning, and I, this is something that I've been doing the last few years, part of my prayer is, Lord, help me to see what you want me to do today. Help me to, to recognize when you're bringing somebody in my path that needs to hear about you, that needs to be encouraged. And, and it's, I'll tell you, the worst encourager is someone who is discouraged. Because it leaks out. And so in our quest to reach the world, we have got to lead with enthusiasm, with joy, and, and, and putting it out there every single day. This will help us be more effective. This will help us, I think, bring more people in as opposed to, you know, repelling them, which is what I think happens when we go through life discouraged. Well, and our goal is to live in unity, not to live in division. And that's exactly why I'm have you here today, because we need to look to the Bible for answers. Mm. We need to look to what God gave us as a guidebook mm -hmm. as to how we resolve these issues. We're not going to do it on our own. I, I, we all already know that. We've tried that. It doesn't work. No. Yeah. It's, it's been proven. So, so these are the times, and listeners, if you have a Bible, I just want to encourage you, 
put it on the kitchen table, dust it off, open to Romans. Chapter 12. Chapter 12. And we're going to dig into this and then the next segment here and, and walk through these pages because these pages were given to us. This is the truth. Mm. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. And we're going to be back in just one moment. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. We're switching gears just a little bit this week as we talk about love overall. And as you know, listeners, I think this is you know a critical topic because we need more love in our world. And the guidebook given to us to show this love is the Bible. So Pastor Tim Helland is here from Creekside Christian Church, mm-hmm. and he is sharing with us the book of Romans. If you have your Bibles, open them up. Uh, no other time than to dive in and talk about love than right now in right this world. Now. Oh, so necessary. And you know, as we were looking at, at verse 11, and it talks about having how love must have enthusiasm, living a life filled with the the expectation, the joy, the glow of, of knowing Christ. And when you, when you come out of verse 11 and you go into chapter 12, it talks about how love is patient. And there was a, uh, I was reading, I've read a few different books of people that were witnessing to people in communist countries or, or in remote areas of, you know, third world nations. And, and as they're, as they're talking about what they believe, they'll have people that come to them and say, you really believe that? And they say, yeah, I really believe this. And they said, you know, if I believed that, I would literally crawl through hell and take bullets to make sure that everybody heard this, if that's really true. And, and I think sometimes as Western Christians, we've come to this so easily that we really don't appreciate what we have. And that's when we begin to lose our enthusiasm. And, 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 and I think part of the reason the enthusiasm lags or wanes is because not everything that we think should happen is happening the way or in the time that we should. So when you, you look in, in, in earnest at what Paul is writing here at verse 12 of chapter 12, he says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Uh, I believe it was one of the uh, the leaders of one of the Bible colleges. I think it was Wheaton who said to his students, it was his his catchphrase was "chin up, knees down," and and you know keep your head up, stay enthusiastic, stay involved, stay positive. But when things get rough, get on your knees, and and there's, I think there's nothing uh, more discouraging at times in life than really, really believing something and not seeing it. And so as I was preparing all this and as I was praying for, for where we're going today, and I was thinking of how do we as Christians find the way, find a way in this particular moment in our culture and in our world to really express how we feel to other people about what God has done. And right now, and I was thinking of, uh, you know, I wrestled for a few years when I was in junior high, high school. And, and um, there's this, uh, there's a couple of moves that you do as a wrestler where you, you, you pretty much 
you you offer a leg hoping that someone will shoot on that leg and you actually you you give them the leg and and whenever anybody that's watching that match will think oh my gosh he's losing that guy's getting the advantage something's happening here but it's called a feint and you and you put something out there that you hope that they'll go for knowing that you have another move lined up to take advantage of what they're doing god I've said this over and over, is the ultimate setup artist. And so God will, will, will give things to the enemy, will give things to cultures, knowing that he's got the resolve. Think, let, let's, let's just look at the Bible for a minute, and, or, or for the rest of your life, and consider all the things that led up to Christ including a 400-year period of, period of silence. But there's no prophecies. Nothing comes from heaven to, in particular, to Jerusalem, to the, to the people of Israel. And then all of a sudden, all of these unbelievable things start happening, culminating with this guy named Lazarus coming back from the dead after being in the grave for four days. And all of these things were prophesied. All of this, it was talked about all of this stuff would happen. And then Jesus doesn't defend himself. Jesus, he can, he can not just predict weather, control weather. Not just uh, procure great wine, make wine out of water. He, he, you know, he's not just a, a, a clever physician. He's miraculously healing people and bringing them back from the dead. And so he has all of this power, yet when... When the guards come to him and take him before Herod and Pilate, he does nothing. And it's like God is, is, is not just putting a leg out there. He, he's putting his son out there and he's saying, take him. And they do. And you're watching and you're thinking, oh my gosh, God's losing. Oh my gosh, God's dying. Oh my word, he's dead. But you see, love is patient. And what that means is... In the face of disappointment, in the face of persecution, tribulation, in, pace, in the face of all of these things that are incredibly negative, you keep your enthusiasm up. You hold on to your hope and you know, no, I know what God said. Because, folks, once God has said it, it's done. It's going to happen. Now, does it happen in our time? No. Never. And, and, exactly. Never. And, and, I, and this is what I found. Very rarely on my schedule is God early. True. Usually it's me, mm -hmm. which this might be funny because I was late today. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, what we need to do and what we, we need to learn to do is, is stay on our knees while keeping our chin up. And, and because of what God has done, and you think of all the things that he's done, I'm at 60 and being a Christian for 52 years, really, I'm just beginning to begin to appreciate what he's really done. And I, and I can't tell you how the love inside me has grown and burns hotter now than it ever did. And it's not, it's not an Eros love. It's not a, you know, it's not a hot passion love that's that, you know, or, or lust where it, it flares up and then it burns out. 
That's that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about this this agape love, this love that comes from God that's unlike any other love in the universe. And and as we begin to appreciate that love, we become patient. And it's not just patient with God, although that, that's where it has to start. It's patient with every other human being in this world. Every single person in the world, regardless of anything. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you start connecting these things and you come all the way through 12. And what we're going to do a review as we get into, into May. But for right now, think of connecting patience with enthusiasm. You wouldn't normally take those two words and put them together. But these become a definition of, of not just how we're supposed to love, but how God loves us. Think about, we'll talk about this, every church will be talking about this on Good Friday. The energy that Jesus put into getting to the hill where the cross was stood up. He, he didn't defend himself. He didn't, he could have shut that trial down. He didn't. It was part of the ultimate setup that God was already had planned. Bingo. And, you know, this is a great segue into, yes, Easter is coming up. And some of our listeners might not completely understand, you know, what exactly that, that was. So you already told half the story. He was walking to the cross. Everybody's watching this. And when they saw him die on the cross, which was on Good Friday, mm-hmm hypothetically <laughs> okay it was so 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 he dies his flesh dies but what happened after that pastor tim because that that was happening on a friday mm-hmm. we got well, a and minute and 33 are we're, my, we're, am i no we're gonna, giving we're, away the next segment well as, as we get into the next one we 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 learn to contribute to the needs of others and as jesus is as jesus is on that hill going up to golgotha where the cross was stood up he gives every drop of blood every ounce of energy every everything he has humanly is put into that journey never stop because he knows what we need and it's you know real love is generous and there's no greater generosity than what jesus showed on that cross but you see it was a, it was for the, for the enemy and everybody else, it was a faint. They're thinking he's dying. Oh, no, no, no. Well, and he did that for us. Right. Every single one of us, regardless of race, color, nothing matters. He did it for every single one of us that God had created for us. And we have the opportunity now to have our sins forgiven, to move forward in a fresh, new Holy Spirit life. Because mm. when, when Jesus died, he gave us that spirit and it lives in us now, which is so amazing because I can't imagine my life without the Holy Spirit. Can't even come close to imagining it. So uh, we're going to move into our next segment. We're going to take a quick break here. But listeners, this is an opportunity like no other to invite people to church for the, to celebrate this Easter coming up soon. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our program today. Our topic is love over all. And, you know, there's no other time 
really in the world, like what we've gone through. And that's why we're having this topic today. That is why Pastor Timothy Holland from Creekside Christian Church is sharing from the word, the Bible, the truth in a world where we don't know what the truth is. This is the truth. And he's sharing with us, how do we love and why we love? So pastor, I'm going to turn it over to you. They've got their book open to Romans 12. Great. Well, the third segment. You know, we, we prefaced the whole Easter story as we were looking at, at this example that Paul gives us in Romans 12, 11 and 12 about being enthusiastic and being patient as we um, are examples of Christ in this world. So we're showing Christ's love. And as we were, we ended that last segment with that incredible um, visual story of Jesus going to the cross for us and how that we, we, we learn patience when we look at how Jesus dealt with people, dealt with the whole world. And really, how he's dealing with me and with you. Still, exactly. Yeah. And, and so when you look at God sending Jesus and he goes to the cross, there's a part, of, there's a, in verse 13 of Romans 12, Paul writes, Contribute to the needs of the saints. So he's saying, be enthusiastic, be impatient, and then give to those around you. And, and when you look at this word, uh, contribute, there's a word, uh, one of my favorite jazz bands when I was growing up was Koinonia. Well, that, that You're word... You're dating yourself just yes, a little I bit, know. but it's okay. <laughs> None of them are around it's anymore, I don't think. Uh, but what this word means is to share with others. And, and, and it's on one level, it, it, it means sharing everything. So share your hurts, share your pains, share your struggles, but also it means opening our pocket, giving of what you have. And in particular to those with less. Now think about, um, as a rule, we love giving to people who have more because if you can garner favor with someone who has influence, then it raises your, your, in our own minds, we think it, it raises us up, but just if we can begin to get curry favor with those who have influence that and might power, be how you think, right? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm talking about a friend, <laughs> <laughs> but, but what Paul is saying here is look for opportunities to give to those in the church. We're going to start here. Because what he says is contribute to the needs of the saints. So he's saying, look for opportunities to help someone in an area where they can't help themselves. Exactly. And so, so when we're looking and we, we go back to the picture of Jesus now, not just going to the cross on the cross and at any minute he could have called a legion of angels down and shut that down, but he didn't because Jesus knew what we need and what we needed, what we could never ever procure on our own is reestablishing this relationship with God because we had sin. So here's what he says. I'll take your sin. That's what the cross is all about. And, and, and it's not just that he takes the sin away. It's that he says, I'm going to take this sin away. And then I'm going to, I'm going to make you a part of me. 
the way one of the ways that it's defined, he says, we're joint heirs with Jesus, which means we become a part of his family. Everything that's his is ours. So so when when Paul is writing, contribute to the needs of others. And and, and you look at the, that term koinonia, which, you know, open your pockets. Can you imagine walking around? And, and this is this is a, a tough example. But can you imagine walking around with checks and pens and you just start handing them out to people that, that you know or and that saying, you don't know oh, yeah how about that <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to get to that one next <laughs> take what you need just take what you need now no folks i am not i am not advocating right now that you give away everything you have and put yourself in in harm's way or, or put yourself at a disadvantage financially but i do think that as as a culture we could really gain a lot by learning to live more like what Paul is talking about here, which is let's start with those who are in, in the kingdom, in the family of God, in the church, and let's look for needs there. I think one of the issues we have is, and this is why there's, I believe part of the reason that the, that the world is in the condition that it's in is we've perfected judging. We've come to a place where it's okay to look at people and say, no, no, you can't, you can't think that way. You can't say that. And so we're, we're deconstructing everything and we're canceling anything we don't like. And we're spiraling out of control. Oh, it's exactly. just, and, and so, so what happened is because of diversity, we're becoming more divided. Mm-hmm. And I think the world has done, on some levels, we've done a great job at identifying diversity, which kudos now, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that I agree with everything that everybody says, but let's let's not fall into the trap of now as Christians canceling cultures we don't like or marginalizing people we don't agree with because they all have needs. And, and the biggest need, that the, the number one need of every human through history and at this time right now is they need Jesus. What's the number one benefit what's the number one asset what's the number one bit of knowledge and truth we have it's jesus and so we should be sharing jesus with everyone we meet and and you know there, there there's this debate going on right now you know how do you how do you show love to a christian love to a waitress do you leave a track or do you leave a huge tip both well, yeah, you can do both. And, That's and, what I say. Yeah, so, so how many people walk around with a track? You don't have a track, leave a big tip. You do have a track? If you leave a track, you better leave a bigger tip. Mm-hmm. Because you see, what you're doing here is, is you're... Setting an example. Bingo. And you're, and, you're, and you're... What's more important, holding on to it or giving it to someone? And that's, it's such a, that's such a small, weak you know, analogy. But but what Paul is saying here now now let's go back to our our discussion about the Bible and what it is and and Book of Romans this Magna Carta I call it. So really quick with waitresses, just a, a step back for one second. One thing I started doing is saying to the waitress, "Do you have any prayer requests?" Because I always pray before my food, and I would love to lift something up that you're going through. Oh, that's a beautiful and way. I'm telling you, Tim. 90% of the time they start crying because there's something so major in their lives that they're like, this random person is going to pray for me. Mm-hmm. It's just super cool. So then when we pray for our food, we pray for whatever that need was for that the waitress had. 
So fast forward, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it just made me think of there are so many ways individually, every single one of us can make a difference in someone else's life. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 and in this particular verse, he starts by, he continues by saying, contribute to the needs of the saints. So he's saying, start where you live with the people that you know who are like you and be, begin to set the precedent in your life of living much more openly and giving to people around you who have a need. And I think the the knee jerk on a human level when you see someone with a great need is to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that's not me. Which, that's honest and that's true. And, and that feeling, I don't think you could ever stop that feeling. But it has to go past that. And we have to go past, oh, I'm I'm so fortunate. Thank you, God, for everything you've given me. To the point where we're like, and show me who to share this with. And so, and what we're doing here is we're, we're, we're defining love, not through words, but through actions. And, and, you know, the only way that the world will really know we're Christians is by how we treat each other. And by our love. There's a song. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, there is. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is an opportunity listeners like no other, honestly, that's, that's how I'm feeling. And that's why pastor Tim is here today because we have to show love. We have to show love. Who's going to do it. It starts with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he gave us the example very clearly. He exemplified it. So why can't we step into that now? Close the gap. Let's close the gap and show love to each other. And I will say this in setting us up for the next segment. As you as you begin to give to people who have needs, and now we'll go backwards up this, this ladder of, of uh, ingredients for love, we become more patient with people we're invested in. And so, you know, from the very top of everything you earn, Start, start giving and giving to, to, to people that, you know, people in your community, in your church, you know, family members, you know, oh, they're so horrible with money. Uh-uh. <laughs> meet their needs, meet their needs. We need to meet the needs and our foundation next steps for seniors foundation. Many of our radio listeners are donating to our foundation to help our seniors right. that cannot afford. So it's an opportunity. I had to plug it mm-hmm. just for a hot That's second a very real need. that we are on the front line, meeting the needs of these sweet seniors that we respect, honor, and love. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back. Our topic today, love over all, with Pastor Timothy Helland from Creekside Christian yep. Church. Creekside Christian Church. And uh, you can reach Creekside locally here. Yeah, the best way to get a hold of us is C3, the number three, the number four, letter U, dot org. C3 for you, dot org. Yep, best website ever. Okay, so moving into our next segment, Pastor, you know, open your Bibles, listeners, again, Romans 12, mm-hmm. verse 13, 13 which yep. we're on, yes. And we, we as we were... Coming through this list of ingredients that Paul gives us to to build and to show the the most effective, purest form of love. We were talking in, in beginning of verse 13, he says, contribute to the needs of the saints. And then the next part of verse 13, he says, 
seek to show hospitality. So the first part is looking to meet the needs of the people you know, the people that are in your tribe, in your crew, your posse, whatever. But then the second half of chapter 13, uh, verse 13 in chapter 12, he says, seek to show hospitality. Now he, he's writing in Greek. And when you look at this word hospitality and you, and you bring it, try to translate it in English, what you see he did is, is the Greek word for hospitality takes two Greek words and, and pulls them together. The first word would be phylos, which means kind, affection, or love. So you have this, this, this brotherly love. Philadelphia comes from that word. It's the city of, of what? Of brotherly love. So, so having this, this love for people that are like you. So it would seem like he's starting to talk about what we talked about in the far, beginning of chapter of, of verse 13. But the second part of the word comes from the Greek word strangers. So he's pulling these two, these two ideas for life together where he says, learn to show brotherly love to people you don't know, which is really outside of our, our human construct for how we live life. Because as a rule, if somebody is different than us, then they can stay where they are and we'll stay where we are and everything will be fine. But that's, that's not the biblical example. Where would we be if Jesus didn't go to the cross for us? Exactly. So, so as we, as we come through this and it's, it's just, you know, four words seek to show hospitality. And, and, and I love the way that Paul writes it. He's not saying be hospitable. He's saying, seek this, which means now, now. So when we, when we, how does love cover all? How, how do we take this, this biblical example of love and really make it, um, an effective part of our life? How do we become more efficient in living for God? And, and he says, look for opportunities to show brotherly like love to someone who is not like you. So all of a sudden, Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. I don't just want you to blur the lines. I want you to cross the lines and reach in to these people and show them my love. I am so glad that Jesus loved me when I was still at odds with him. I'm glad that he, he didn't wait until I was, that would, he, we would never get there if he waited until I was perfect. But he didn't. He said, no, no, no. Let me show you how much I love you. So he sent his son. And, and not only did he meet my needs, he changed my eternity. And, and by changing my eternity, he's changed the eternity of my marriage, of my kids, of their family. Coming up very soon of our grandkids. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> and so when you look at this, this, what he's talking about here, if you look at the, the cultural identity of this term that Paul was using, if you go back to the first century, there, were, there was no such thing as, as hotels or, or we didn't, you know, there was no Ramadas or Hiltons or anything like that. When you traveled, you would stay with family members. If you didn't have family members, you were relying on the, the, the hospitality of strangers. And Paul is saying, this is who we need to be. And, and honestly, can you imagine opening your home to someone you don't know? Someone from a different region, someone who looks different, who talks different. Maybe they even believe different. Can, you, can we show brotherly love towards them. And, and, and Paul's not saying, here's something you should think about. He says, no, no, no. You find these opportunities and you do it. And, and here's what's, 
Can you imagine how world. this world yes, would look if everyone did that? <laughs> it's hard, but I'll tell you what, it would be unbelievably amazing. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't we work towards that? Yeah, well, it's, it's you know, my, my, my heart breaks for the Ukraine. But, but beyond that, my heart breaks for, for every homeless person that I meet. Or, you know, I do, I'm, I'm in the jails every week now and I'm at the, um, some of the rescue missions and it's so easy to just say, you, you stay in your lane and I'll stay in my lane and I'll give to this organization and they can give to you, but throw all three of these together and imagine if, if we really lived with open pocketbooks, giving to everyone, even though they continue to make the same mistake, being patient with them and doing it enthusiastically and all of a sudden you know what we look like we begin to look like jesus and that's the goal if there was one being that you could really emulate in your life who would it be jesus right and that's that's and and so so he says you know god one of the promises he gives us jesus says this before he leaves after he's done all these amazing all these amazing things and people are saying oh my gosh how did you do that? And what does Jesus say to them? He says, these? He says, these and greater will you do what? In my name. And so it, it's, not, it's not being able to uh, calm a storm or all, you know, we love the big ones, raising Lazarus from the dead. It's, it's showing the love of God everywhere we go every day and, and not blurring lines, reaching across the lines and saying, what do you need? And, and let me help you even before you accept Christ, even before you darken the door of a church, even before you maybe while you still think and live and act incredibly different and maybe divisively towards me. I still want to meet your needs. How can I help you? This <laughs> love makes the world go round listeners. And, it, and that's why our topic is love overall, because yes, this is an opportunity like none mm, other. Mm-hmm. And you know, the darker it gets, the brighter we shine. Amen. And, and I will say one of the, the, the realities that really hit me in these last few months was, uh, as I see all of these very difficult circumstances to understand unfolding, I just, I sit back and I think, oh man, God, you're, you're offering a really big leg right now. Mm-hmm. And it the seems like, setup. oh yeah. And, and, but, <laughs> but, oh, I can't wait to see how you counter this. But, but here, let me, let me end with this as we set ourselves up for the next month and for Easter, we are part of that counter. We are part of God wants to use us as he's offering his leg. He's saying, I want you to come in now alongside me and let me use you not to slam them, but to pick them up and gently put them where they belong and help them come to the truth. And there's no greater uh, story, there's no greater showing of the story of truth than what every single church will be teaching Good Friday and Easter Sunday morning. And, and folks, I couldn't encourage you enough to find a good Bible-preaching, Bible-believing church and get there. Get there on Palm Sunday, get there on Good Friday, and get there on Easter. And if you don't have one, you're always welcome at ours. Give your information. Yes. East Auburn Road in Rochester Hills. Palm Sunday at 11. Good Friday at 2. 
There'll be an Easter egg hunt for kids at 3 on Good Friday and Easter Sunday. We're starting a little bit later, 11.30, but at 10.30, we're having a huge Easter brunch that everyone is invited to. Of course you are. Of (laughs) course you are. Share your address one more time, Mm -hmm. Pastor. 1892 East Auburn Road in Rochester Hills. We're right at Dequindren Auburn. Dequindren Auburn, and that's Creekside Christian Church. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the the web address is C3 four number four u nice and easy dot mm-hmm. org dot org okay because it's a nonprofit. yes we are and and this is an opportunity yes for you to be there but to invite other people mm-hmm. this the world we're living in man we gotta we gotta wrap our arms around each other we gotta step it up a few notches and we need to to show love mm-hmm. i gotta come early if you're coming to creekside we have been busting at the seams this sunday we're moving into a new building. Excellent. And it's it's only 100 feet east of where we are. Same property, but we're moving into a bigger sanctuary. So we'd love to see you. Excellent. Excellent. So, and if you have questions, you can call my office and I'll get you Tim's number. Uh, our, our office number, 248-651-5010. This is an opportunity like no other. Thank you listeners for reaching out, for making a difference, for changing the life of someone by showing them love. And our topic, love over all, is exactly the goal of everyone Mm -hmm. here, to Mm -hmm. put love over everything. Everything. So thank you, Pastor Tim. Oh, what a pleasure to be here. Thank you for your heart and your um, devotion to Jesus. And listeners, let's go make a difference. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. The preceding program was sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation.